This is Irrational Confidence, a conversation about sports, technology, and entertainment. What are you eating? Um, Girl Scout cookies. Uh, Thin mints? Samoas? No, Samoas. They're my jam. (laughs) They're your jam? I don't like Thin Mints because I don't like minty flavored stuff that's not toothpaste or mints because it reminds me of toothpaste and or mints. I don't even know who you are. So I don't like minty stuff like minty ice cream. Minty you so you won't eat like mint chocolate chip ice cream? No, absolutely not. Oh my God. I'll so eat good. chocolate chip cookie dough ice cream. Oh God, yes. But I, but I don't eat a lot of ice cream, so I can't really. No, it's okay. Oh, well, I eat enough for both of us. So There you go. Is this the show? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. So, two hours of Flappy Bird. You ready, ready to start talking about some Flappy Bird? Uh, yeah. I've never played. But I got it. I played it. Uh, I'm happy for all your success. Uh, you only want to know what my high score is? No. One. Excellent. One. Is that good? Is that good? No. It's better than zero. I guess. I guess, you know. In the grand what? scheme of things. Three is a magic number. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. One is the loneliest number. <laughs> oh, good call. Good call yeah. with that one. And so, uh, two and two is a prime number. Two is a prime number, but three mm-hmm. is a prime number, too. So. Yes, it is. There are a lot yeah. of fucking prime numbers. Yeah. You ever get that? You ever realize that? There's a lot of them. A lot of prime numbers, and they're, it's not really prime, you know? <laughs> then, Depends on your definition of prime. I guess so. That's really not a good name for them, is it? Prime numbers, like prime. it just makes me think of when you think of prime, you think of, you know, the show, the deal, like the real thing. Like you're gonna have a USDA prime choice uh, steak. You're gonna go uh, watch the Transformers with Optimus Prime. You know, mm-hmm. it's like prime is a very, I don't know, it's a very strong uh, adjective, and I just think to calling it a prime number when there's like a lot of them. It's just, it just kind of takes away from the grandeur of, you know, you're like, two's a prime number. Oh my God, that's awesome. Two. And then you're like, three's a prime number. And you're like, really? So like, <laughs> when you just, what you just said before with two being a prime number, really not that great. And then you go again, you go more. What is five's a fucking prime number too, isn't it? Yeah. Five, seven, nine. 11. No, not no, nine. So nine, nine gets the fucking shaft. This is the show right here. <laughs> I, you better, this stays in. This stays in. Uh, so, yeah, so, I mean, like, you start going up, but then what the fuck? I mean, y- you start skipping stuff, you know? You go from 7 to 11, like, it's nothing. 8, 9, 10, just fuck you. Fuck you, I'm, 8, 9, 10. I'm on your side here, bro. What, what, what about 13? 13 is a prime number, but yeah. it's but it's not a very uh, fashionable number. It's not a very no. popular number. No. How about, about like, 17? You don't like 13. 17, 19, 23. And then and then you got you go all the way to twenty nine, what the fuck? I don't I don't know what to tell you. I'm just saying. I'm not saying, but I'm saying. There's some. (laughs) I'm not saying, but I'm not not saying. There's some shady shit going on when you go from twenty three to twenty nine, just like that. It's because of the aliens uh, from Vega. Wow, contact. There you go. I just watched that not too long ago. For the first time. No. Oh. I like the dad. I'm a big fan of the dad. <laughs> I waited two damn hours and it was her dad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, it was her happy place. It, it was know. her happy place on the beach with her dad. 
Yeah. Um, so yeah, I guess we should, you know, her dad fostered her talent. Her dad fostered her talent. Do you see what I did there? I, yeah, I do see what you did there. That was pretty good. Because Jodie Foster started she's, it. She's Jodie Foster. Mm. Yeah. She gave him and, a telescope. Spoiler now, if you can work a Matthew McConaughey pun into it. Mm. We'll talk about him later. Yeah, we will. Love that man. Love um, that joker. I have, I have uh, uh, something that I added last minute that's not on your notes, sir. Excellent. That's well, important. You know, well, it's and that has nothing to do with prime numbers. Well, considering we're already in the middle of the show, I mean, you know, let's yeah, just, we're let's just in flow now. right We'll just flow right through. So, you know, uh, uh, welcome everyone. I'm glad that you uh, got to see our, or hear, excuse me, see, one day we should do uh, a video, a video cast. Um, That's a great idea. That you got to actually hear us uh, talk about our lovely uh, prime number discussion and uh, maybe even a discussion on Girl Scout cookies. I don't know. I don't know if that gets left in. What they don't know is that we talk about prime numbers before every show. Uh, And then this time we just decided to leave it in. It's behind the microphone. Behind the candelabra. <laughs> <laughs> We've gone full circle with behind the candelabra. I still uh, haven't seen it. No, neither have I, but it, it was the, it, that and Anna Karenin are like the reasons why you won the Oscar bet last year. Right? Yep. Yeah. I mean, oh, those, we're those, getting to that too, bro. You can, you can hold your candle to that. You know, that's, that's the <laughs> Let's reason. see what you did there. I love the puns. This is a pun night. Uh, so there you go. Boom. Okay. So we'll get right into it. Let's do some news and follow up. Let's waste no time. No, um, no, no. That's, that's my. That's what I always say. You know, that's I, I my mantra. Like if, I, if I say nothing else uh, in, in podcasting and in life, I say you know just just get on with the show. Yep, yep. And, I've heard uh, that don't, said. Don't uh, don't linger. Don't go off into tangents. Mm-mm, just don't. just talk. Just get on. Talk about what you want to talk about. And get the fuck off. Don't waste time talking about what you're going to nope. talk about. Nope. No, there's just no, there's just no time for that. We don't no have time, time for that mess. There's no time to waste time. Ain't, <laughs> no, ain't nobody got time for that. Ain't nobody got time for that. So that being said, that being said, um, okay, I've got a quick uh, public service announcement before. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, PSH, um, or PSA, a PSA, me. yes. PSA, I'm, I'm jumping the gun a little bit there. Yeah. You PSA. don't need your PSH checked quite this mm. early. Um, have you, never mind. Um, <laughs> so this week, Apple uh, put out updates to iOS. Uh, it's now 7.0.6 and OS X uh, Mavericks. It's now 10.9.2. And they both fix a really bad security flaw that they just found. So you really need to go get those now. Yeah, I heard now. this was a this was like a critical update. Yeah, it's very critical. You got you got to get it. One Defcon one. Um, I don't know all the technical details because I'm murder not death a, kill. It's murder Mur- death kill. <laughs> is is the bug? It's called murder death kill, and you'll be fined fifteen credits. Uh, um, no, there's a apparently there's an SSL security verification bug mm-hmm. where, uh, like I guess unsigned or falsely signed certificates can be accepted by your system and that's that's bad juju so hmm. i mean it, you, it sounds awful you don't want that um because people hate, can hack I hate into your false, system i hate false certificates it's just it's it's you work awful. you work so hard for the valid certificates that when they yeah. come back and they're false it just it kind of leaves an empty feeling in your stomach it does it does it leaves you wanting more um, more security. So, yeah. uh, these two updates fix it. Um, they're real, they're quick update. Well, the iOS one was really quick. It took me maybe five or 10 minutes at the most. The, the Mac one takes probably about 20 minutes cause it's got to go through and update stuff. There's also an iTunes update, which I don't think is 
I didn't really look at the details. I just did it. Um, but the cool thing about it, and and we'll see in the in the uh, post pod nice the uh, post podcast mixdown. Uh, we'll see how well it does, but we're using FaceTime audio for our for our podcast this evening as yes, opposed to are. Skype. Excellent. And that's just, that was a new update in the uh, in the Mavericks update. So yeah, Skype can uh, we can Skype can blow Skype. me. Yeah, wow, there you go. Skype can blow me where the Pampers is. Oh, I lo- love how Apple ID just now notified me that f- that five minutes ago uh, my Apple ID was used to sign in to FaceTime. So there you go, right on t- right on top of it, Apple. Well, according to Apple, you're having a conversation with my wife right now. Clearly, Aaron Ford. Yeah. So, like no so other. shall we get into the show proper? Let's do it. All the right. The show improper is so improper. We've got, uh, well, that's true. We've got sad news and weird news. All right. Uh, can I have, uh, ooh, God, where do I go? Um, sad news first. Uh, Harold Ramis died. Oh, RIP, Egon. Yes, Egon has gone. Uh, he Egon. had some kind of like autoimmune vascular disease thing or something, yeah. Yeah, it but pretty, it's pretty his family cool. was all with him and, and from what I understand it was pretty peaceful. So, so they're uh, going to have to redo Ghostbusters three. I guess so. They were working on a script and maybe, maybe just... they will get, uh, who was it that was holding out? Bill Murray was holding out. Yeah. I maybe it's remember. like a tribute. It's a tribute. So maybe. if you don't know who Harold Ramis is, why are you listening to this podcast? But if you don't know who he is, he was behind such hits as Caddyshack, Groundhog Day, excellent movie, Ghostbusters, obviously, one and two, one and two, Stripes. Yes, Stripes was excellent. Excellent. I very much enjoyed Stripes. Was one of the first movies I watched with my dad. It was just so uh, good, very very funny. It's a hilarious movie. So good. So good. So good. Uh, <laughs> Whew. Uh and National Lampoon's Vacation, which is one of my favorite movies of all time. Uh the original. The original. The... Oh. He also I was looking at his IMDB page. Uh he also directed four episodes of The Office. Oh, look at that. Yeah. So there you the, go. The more you know. And I think I think uh relatively old ones, so they were funny. Well, there you go. Yeah. He also oh, he also wrote the screenplay for Back to School. Look at that. <laughs> did he really? He I love did. that movie. <laughs> this is a great movie. It still holds up today. Uh, uh, and uh, clearly Animal, Animal House, too. He wrote Animal, Animal House. Animal House, yes. And oh. is there what something is that? else that I'm forgetting? I can't remember. Anyway, um, a, a legend of comedy, and he will be sorely missed. So. Uh, so sorry, sorry to see you go, Ramus. To be I'm pouring one old. out for him right now. Oh, is he really 70? Damn, 69. Jeez. He, the last picture I saw of him, he looks pretty good. He looks pretty good for 69. Yeah. Well, not anymore, but he did. Uh, wasn't he the, uh, our listener Katie from Chesapeake will like this. Wasn't he the dad, wasn't he the principal in, or like the dean in Orange County? Did you see that? I in have Orange? no idea. Yes, he was. He he was the dean in Orange County. So, Is it, was shout, that a movie or out. are you talking about the TV show, The O.C.? Uh no, it was a t. It was a movie starring Jack Black and Colin Hanks. Oh, I'm gonna called, have to see that. I love Colin called, Hanks. Called Orange County. He was uh, trying to get in. God, I can't even remember it now. Um, let me see if I can pull up the Orange County. He was trying to get into college, I think, or something. And a guidance counselor mistakenly sends out the wrong transcripts um, under the name of an overachieving high schooler, which is Colin Hanks. So I'm assuming that Jack Black is the guidance counselor. 
so there you go. There you go. So he does play that. Oh, Catherine O'Hare is in it. Wow. John Lithgow, Lily Tomlin. Wow. Yeah. A lot of those, cast. all Shady those guys, Chase. well, not all of them, but a lot Shady of those Chase. guys did, um, second city together. Chevy Chase is in it. Wow. There you go. There you go. So watch Sad. Orange County. Watch it. Uh, approved by listener from chess, uh, listener Katie from Chesapeake. Friend of the show. Friend, Manage, friend manager of the, of the wiki. There you go. Directed by Jake. <laughs> directed by Jake Kasdan. I wonder if he is related to Lawrence Kasdan. It's hmm. probably a good possibility. He is. Wow, born in 1974, so it could. It's it possible. Could, uh, yeah, could work. I wonder. It doesn't say anything about it, but uh, maybe he's trying to, you know, trying to go out on his own. He not really attach himself to Lawrence. He doesn't want to be associated with his dad. I, I can understand that. He's brother of John Kasdan. I don't know who John Kasdan is. is. Doesn't say anything about. Oh, son of Lawrence and Meg Kasdan. There you go. There you go. Uh, John Kasdan is an actor, and he was in Silverado. Of course brother. he was. Of course he was, because didn't his dad direct that? I've no. Like, I'm pretty sure. Lawrence what are we Kasdan, talking about? Yeah, Lawrence Kasdan directed Silverado. <laughs> there you go. Silverado, the classic uh, movie about a misfit bunch of friends that come together to uh, right the injustices which exist in a small town. Starring Kevin Klein and Kevin Costner. The Kevins, as I like to call them, the two Kevins. I've never heard of that movie. Never? Excuse me? I've never heard of that movie. Are you being serious? I'm being serious. I've never heard of it. Silverado? You've never heard of the movie Silverado? No. I've seen Silver Streak. Oh my god. I can't believe you've never seen Silverado, bro. It's a classic. I, I got called out uh, this weekend by a uh, friend of the show, Chris from Glen Allen, for not oh, having seen a, Almost he's Famous. A, he's a friend now? Yeah. Well, I think um, he's caught up, so. Okay, you need to watch Silverado because I don't understand how you've not watched this movie. You know, Canada. somebody else is going to have to keep track of all these movies for me because. <sighs> wow. So. Let me, let, me, let me list this real quick. Kevin Klein, mm-hmm. Kevin Costner, Danny mm-hmm. Glover. Okay. Uh, John Cleese. Ooh. I mean, come on. This this is your movie. And it, this is good. I, I can't believe it. You'll love this movie. You'll love this movie more than you'll love Almost Famous. I guarantee it. Okay. You can watch the, you can watch the full movie on Amazon. On Prime? I don't know. I just It says videos here, and it says at Amazon. Let me click over here. Uh, Amazon Instant Video. Oh, that's the fucking buy one click shit. <laughs> nope. I don't know. Anyway, you need to Netflix Silverado. You will like it. It's a Western. But it's like a funny western. It's almost kind of like a Mel Brooksy kind of thing, like Blazing Saddles. Kinda, but it's good. <laughs> Blazing Saddles is a classic. Yeah, I know. You need to watch Silverado. You'll like it. All right, I'll take your word for it. Right. Uh, Nineteen eighty-five. Good, good stuff happened that year. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so, uh, Harold Ramis. Harold Ramis is dead. Next, he's dead. Uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman is dead. Still next. dead. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, we were talking about what he, they're going to do with him in the upcoming Hunger Games movies, and I'll put a link in the show. Just talk about it real super fast. They are in some of the scenes. They are going to digitally place him in the scenes. I read that they filmed a lot of it already. Yeah, and that it was really just a couple of scenes or uh, one big scene, I guess, left to to have mm-hmm. to shoot. So they're not going to recast or anything. No, and I think the director was saying that they can like do some creative editing to. Minimize right. and it, the, so. and the way they were filming that, so they're, he's probably all good for the second, because they're breaking it up into two parts, right? So, right, I think it was just the part two um, of the search for more money that he uh, had. They have an issue with, right? Yeah. So, all right. So there, so you, there go. you go. 
Next up. You wanted to talk about heroes. Oh, so did you see this? This was, uh, I want to talk about it really quick. It doesn't deserve a ton of time on this podcast, but I uh, saw an ad during the Olympics mm-hmm. that NBC's heroes is going to be, uh, quote, excuse me, reborn in a 13 episode event. Does that mean, what does that mean? Does it's that mean they're re- going to start over or? Uh, it's going to be revived in a limited series and he's going to bring a new cast of characters and a new storyline. I don't know if they're going to have any of the old characters back, mm-hmm. uh, but it's going to pretty much be like kind of like true detective where they're just going to, they're going to take the concept and then you're going to have new characters. Um, you know, so they're going to try to give it another shot. Heroes was uh, on from 2006, to 2010. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's going to be back on next year. Did you ever watch Heroes? Nope. Okay, I watched the first season, and then it got weird and dumb, and I think they let it go to their head because it was pretty popular that first year, and it carried NBC uh, to some pretty high ratings, and then they just kind of went they went nuts with it, uh, and it got kind of crappy, and the writing was bad, and uh, they just never recovered from it. And I stopped watching it. I think I got through halfway of season two and I was like, I just can't do this anymore. It's too weird. They're bringing in all these, you know, is that, I guess they, that slippery slope where you can, let's bring in more characters and what powers can they have and how do they interact? And it was just really weird. And you were trying to keep up with all this stuff and it was just too much information. You know, you, less is more. I always say. It seems to me that NBC likes to crap on their successes. NBC, I'm really not finding a lot of stuff I'm watching there. I know everyone likes Hannibal, but they they kind of screwed Hannibal for me um, by not putting it on demand. And uh, now it's yeah, only, the only on it's on Amazon. Yeah, the only reason I'm watching it is because yeah. it's on Amazon Prime. So I'm start I started it over and I'm watching it. But yeah, that's the so, only reason. I'm trying to think of another NBC show that I really watch and I can't <clears> think of any <throat> life. <clears throat> yeah, well, I would be watching that if it was still on today. Yep. Uh, but I can't think of anything right now in my queue. The only thing that I watch uh, from NBC is The Tonight Show. So there you go. And we'll talk about that in a little bit. Hey, what but, about... Oh, wait, that's on Fox. What's that? I was going to say, what about Brooklyn Nine-Nine, but that's not on NBC. Oh, uh, yeah, I need to get back with that. But at least that's on freaking Hulu, and I can easily yep. watch that. So Even my wife is is up on the, on the Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yeah, I feel like that's going to be something I'm going to catch up on this summer when I get through some of these shows like Justified and True Detective and Game of Thrones, and I need some some quick comedy this summer. I think Brooklyn Nine Nine is going to be where I turn. There you just, go. I just I just have a feeling about that. You know, don't I don't know where it's coming from, uh, but I'm trying to embrace that feeling, <laughs> and uh, I'm just going to see where it goes. I think that's a wise course of action. Excellent, excellent. You've chosen wisely. So speaking of uh, reviving so, uh, here, and rebooting, okay. So. What, what's uh, up? Point Break 2. Oh, right. Right. Yeah, dude. Point Break. <laughs> uh, meatball sandwiches. I won't give me two meatball sandwiches. That's like my favorite line. No one gets it. That's like my favorite line from Gary Busey. Give me two <sighs> meatball sandwiches. Uh, he's, a, he's an individual. Yeah, so I guess it's bad to say. Yeah, I shouldn't have really put in the notes there, Point Break 2, because it's really just a Point Break remake. Um so it's going to be starring some dude I don't know is Johnny Utah and mm-hmm. uh, Gerald Gerard Butler as the Swayze character, Bodie Miller or do you think Bodie something? No, Bodie Miller's the skier. I always forget that. Do you think that they'll get Gary Busey to reprise his role? <laughs> uh, he died. Spoiler Gary alert. Busey's dead. Gary Busey died in Point Break One. 
Oh, the character died. But they're remaking it. Oh, true, 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 true. <laughs> yes, they're bringing him back. I want to see him. <laughs> nice. That, Can that, you that imagine? Would... Oh, my uh, God. So, so there's going to be a point break. Remake. There's going to be a point break. It's it's moved from just surfing to now the uh, world of extreme sports. Uh, so there you go. So I can really cover everything. I didn't even really like point break, but I would rather watch point whoa, break than that. Whoa, 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 whoa. It wasn't a great movie. Whoa. Yeah, but it had Johnny Utah. The guy's name was Johnny Utah. It's a great name. And Bodie. It's a terrible name. Patrick Swayze actually was really good in that. was awesome. Patrick Swayze was good in that. He was better in Roadhouse. Ghost. Oh, Roadhouse. Wow. wow. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I love how we're in the, of the same hive mind there. You know? No, nowhere better evident than, than right there by me saying yep. Roadhouse and you saying Ghost. Yep. You just like the, you just like the pottery scene. Mm. Mm. Get you every time. Although I don't like short hair. Demean does not do it for me. He's, he said, "Oh yeah, De- yeah, um, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah." Totally, man. Totally. Point Break is being remade. I gotta watch it. <laughs> so, all right. So, uh, uh, Point Break. More, more to come or not on that? Uh, twenty fifteen. Yeah. Oh, July second, twenty fifteen. Oh, that's the Netherlands. Sorry, we're not, we're not in the, in the Netherlands. If you're in the Netherlands in uh, beginning of July. Uh, it will open there July 2nd, 2015. It's opening in the Netherlands first? Uh, that's the only release date that's been announced. So uh, I'm going to go with yes. Okay. That's, what that's, they, have a, they have a big big Bodhi following over there. Because <laughs> so they're all potheads. Wow. Uh, so shall I run real super fast through some baseball updates? Yep, right. super fast. Super Brand. fast. Super fast. Uh, Andrew Bailey is a Yankee. He was a Red Sox. He was no, a Yankee. He, he signed did. a minor league deal with incentives if he works his way up to the major leagues. So we just we pretty much punted on him because of Koji. Well, so because that, of Koji and because he wasn't performing, he had, he he had some nagging injuries and he wasn't very good. Really? You suck. So you, you know, it's I quit, yeah. Mr. White. I quit. I quit, Mr. White. Um, uh, I think it's pretty telling that they signed him to a minor league contract. So, um. Uh, point number two, and this is old news, but it's worth a mention. Mr. Uh, Alex Rodriguez, enemy of the show, Alex Rodriguez, <laughs> has dropped his lawsuit against the Major League Baseball and against the Players Union. So. President of the Douche of the Month Club. President. And not only is he the president, he's also a member. True. Um, so his lawsuit's gone and he's going to serve his suspension. So, Good for him. So there you go. He's he's going to be a man. Be wow. A man. Be, be one of the first times there. Yep. Um, and then the, the only real news that, that I'm actually interested in is that the, uh, the home plate collision rule has gone into effect. Um, and so if they, you'd like, they can't, they can't do it. Anymore? Yeah, exactly. If you'd like, I will, uh, sum this up for you. Yeah. You would, some, like. would you like me to read great. the entire rule to you? It's no. three long paragraphs. No. I'm okay. Gonna, so I'm going to play the Oscar music on you. You're going to you hook me. Uh, so it. I'll give you, I'll give you the cliff notes version of it. Uh, basically Catchers have to wait to get the ball before they can block the plate. They have to, and the way the rule's written, they have to um, give a path to the plate, which I think the way I've read it, and I could be wrong, the way I read it was they can block the plate, but they can't, like, move, like, like wow, this is not a summary. their position around to the, you know, to the side to, like, re-block it. Um, and the runners cannot run the catcher over any longer obviously they ha- and most of them 
most teams are going to have their runners slide, and John Farrell said he's going to have the Red Sox slide into home plate permanently now. So, oh, so you go. Okay. You can't run over the catcher. There you go. Excellent. Done and done. That takes effect in spring training? Right now, yeah. It is right now, now. As of now. Now, now, now. Okay. It went into effect officially the day before the first spring training games. But that was then. That was then, and this is now. Gotcha. Okay, it's all it's all coming back to me now. As um, is that meatloaf? I think that was meatloaf. Yeah. Sure. Why not? Good. Sounds good. Done and okay. done. Next up, so there's your baseball news. Uh, uh, so we were talking about uh, you and I were just going to discuss the uh, the slow Netflix streaming issue. Yes. Uh, have you been following this at all? Uh, a little bit. Mostly, I've just been yelling at my TV. Oh, okay. So, so that's a yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so apparently, I guess Netflix has outgrown its bandwidth, is what I'm reading. Uh, just from all of the streaming, and now they've got the Super HD, right? Mm-hmm. And some of these programs, uh, t- trying to push, and they want to go 4K. They want to go 4K. They want to go all the way. Um, so it's causing a lot of problems and it's a really big, confusing, uh, I had a really good article here and now it's gone. Um, let me see if I can find it again. So uh, I guess that really, won't be in the show notes. Yeah. Uh, really confusing process of stuff called peering. Do you know anything about peering? Um, it's very little. Like, I guess like the internet. Where is it? Here it's like how it goes from like center to center. Yeah, it's through stuff they like use, that. They use tubes, I guess, to go from. It's a series areas. of tubes. It's a series of tubes. Um, the internet, as you probably know, is a series of tubes. These tubes, <clears> connected <throat> together by routers, span most of the world, creating a network that interconnects billions of homes and businesses around the world. And then, poof, Dino DNA. <laughs> no, it doesn't, it, it doesn't, sorry, it doesn't. Dino say DNA. Dino DNA. Uh, we we use the. Go to to connect the cracks. God, why did they use um, amphibian DNA to fill the gaps? Frogs are known to switch sex. Well, uh, afterwards, it you know you didn't know that until after you watched Jurassic Park. So it's like a catch twenty two. Well, I didn't, but they should have. You didn't know dinosaurs existed until you watched Jurassic Park, and you didn't, I didn't know dinosaurs existed until I was in middle school. There you go. Um. So apparently. When you visit Facebook, stream a video on Netflix, or otherwise do anything on the interwebs, your packets potentially traverse dozens of different networks all owned by different companies. These mm-hmm. companies obviously want payment. So I guess the big issue now is Verizon, and they're finding it's a lot of big issue on Verizon that they're not they're wanting Netflix to pay more for this bandwidth. Apparently, Netflix reached an agreement with Comcast yes. so that they can have a direct link to the mothership, and uh, they can just... Right feed all that stuff down to comcast and so comcast is all good don't but don't you have comcast i have comcast okay Um, so what's your what's your report from ground zero well i mean i don't know it's there's so many factors so it's hard to say well mine's better so they've obviously fixed it but they did do this deal nobody really knows the details of the deal but it seems to be that to not put too fine a point on it comcast basically extorted money out of netflix by saying you pay us, we'll let your data go through fast. Hmm. So. Interesting. So there, yeah. it so, says here, one example is uh, on the Fios is that Netflix says its primetime speeds have dropped by a massive 14% just last month. Yeah. And I think they said they were getting a lot of packet loss too. Mm-hmm. Like it's I not just slow. That. It's just like it's dropping out. Yeah. Yeah. We, we've been having some, a little bit, some Netflix issues here or there. 
But, I uh, will say um, we were having some Netflix issues um, that were related to for, there was something that was happening with the Apple TV because it was working fine on all the other devices. Mm-hmm. But then that seemed to go away and it's been fine since then. Mm, gotcha. So, so just something to, to keep keep aware of, keep abreast of. Uh, <laughs> this may be this may be an issue moving forward as we push the envelope on uh, on bandwidth moving yeah. forward. So we're just uh, you know we're innovators and with we're innovation, at the cutting edge. We're at the cutting edge, not just a really good uh, movie about figure skating. So there you go. Hmm. Anyway, you never seen Cutting Edge? Excellent movie. It's, I saw uh, it. Oh yeah, with uh, what's the guy's name? I forget his name. I don't remember his name. He's a hockey player, and he becomes a figure skater, and by doing that, the all is right with the world, and he ends uh, world hunger. Yep, that's exactly the plot of Cutting Edge. Yep. Um. So speaking of Netflix, okay, House of Cards is back for season two. Hmm. Meh. 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 I say meh. I know you're. So you're not into the House of Cards. I mean, maybe at some point, but you know, it's like I'm not a huge Kevin Spacey fan. (gasps) I think the one thing. I think the one thing that he's all right. He's just not. You know, I don't love him. Is blow your skirt uh, up. Kate Mara's in it, and that would be the one wild card you maybe be able to play to get me to watch it. She's very good. Um, I I love. She's very cute. Um, I have to say though, she's so tiny. She's just. mm. She yeah. is very tiny. The the best actress and possibly the best actor overall in the whole thing is Robin Wright. I, I heard this. From, She's amazing. Uh, Robin Wright from Forrest Gump. She's amazing in this show. Um, so I obviously I watched season one. Season okay. two, I rewatched season one before I watched season two. Oh, uh, you're one of those people. And, yeah, well, I had forgotten a lot of stuff. And Clearly. I was I'm about three quarters of the way through season two now and I'm not enjoying it as much as I did season one. Oh, okay. I don't know if I'm just in like this like mid season lull where like mid season I mean, it's it's not like episode five or six. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean like they they send them all out at the same time. But I don't know. There's like I don't want to spoil it for you, but like there's it's just it's okay. like I don't know. It's like two spoiled children fighting each other mm, over exciting. several episodes. I think I'll watch Luther instead. So, yeah. Do you want to talk okay. about Luther now, or do you want to wait? I would love that? to. T- I would love to talk about Luther. I don't. I don't want to stop your House of Cards discussion. I mean, I know how much you like it or did like it. So, I mean, please feel free to continue House of I'm Cards done. if you if you like. Okay. Uh, so Luther. I mean, it. House of Cards is okay, but like, yeah. I wouldn't like if you don't have Netflix. Don't pay for Netflix just for House of Cards. Gotcha. Yeah. See, I get. I, I mean, I feel like at some point I'll probably try to watch it and see, just because yeah. I I have Netflix. So, uh, you know, why not, right? You know, I mean, season one I really enjoyed. Episode one of season one is phenomenal. Episode okay. one of season two is phenomenal. Interesting. So I'm just, and that's that. I kind of bucks the trend of of a lot of shows where you say, you know, uh, like say Breaking Bad. Definitely took like a season and a half to get really, really good. In my yeah, opinion. it did. Uh, my wife and I actually, we like started it and stopped it and then we went back yep. and restarted it. Yeah. D- yeah. I went like, si- I watched the first episode and then went six months and then I was like, no, I got to keep going. And, and, uh, I'm glad I did. I'm better. I'm better man for it. You're, well, you're a good man. anyway. Speaking, speaking of breaking bad really quick. Did you see the link that I tweeted out today? 
the link uh, that you tweeted. You can out you can follow me at the real B fish if you don't do so already. That's two uh, e's r e e l b fish uh, on Twitter, and I tweeted out a very interesting story that apparently this uh, guy got. Busted. Oh yes, I did read that. That was Before, hilarious. Guy got busted in his meth lab, and he was actually wearing a Los Pollos Hermanos t shirt. <laughs> Classic. You can't you can't make that shit up. You cannot make that up. Oh, that was so funny. For the win. And I right love there. the picture they have of him, too. It's a great picture. In his mugshot, in the Los Polios Romano <laughs> shirt. Classic. Classic. So I, want a, I want a picture of him in a Los Polios Romano shirt on a shirt. That's that's Oh, that's, that's super meta. That's super duper meta. I mean, that's like, that's the epitome of time is a flat circle, if you time will. Time is a flat circle. So, Luther. Luther is not a flat circle. Luther is Luther, a detective in London. Luther's got some issues. He does have some he's issues, got, doesn't he? He's got some problems. I watched the first two episodes and I was like, all right, this guy, what did I, what did I tweet out? I said, I don't know if he has demons or he is a demon. I think uh, it's a little of both. He's, yeah, he, he's dealing with some dark shit and, and you're, you're watching it play out. And, uh, and his, his, I, I guess you call it a relationship with this, the girl that yeah, that's killed her parents. My, yeah, that's got to be oh. part of my favorite part. I mean, that's it's a little the series is a little slow to start, and but he's a great actor. But this that little wrinkle is the best part that she's back for the next episode, and that yeah, they're like friends now. And I, I just watched the first two episodes. At the end, he's like, just because we're going to get a cup of coffee doesn't mean we're friends. I mean, that's just it's great writing. We should and, say uh, um, for those who haven't seen Luther that Luther oh, is yeah. a detective in London played by the phenomenal. Our fa- one of our favorite actors, Idris Elba. Excellent, yeah, excellent. He's so actor. good, so good. I like to see him as as James Bond. Oh, I could get I could get on board with that. I I'm ready for get on I'm ready for a black James Bond. You ready for a black Bond? Yeah. Okay. Ready I heard that black. about you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so so yeah, he's a detective and he's got some problems. Um, yes, he does. He, you know, he's really some anger management issues. He loves what he does and probably a little to a fault, I would say. Um, He's not real big for following rules. No, he kind of does what he thinks is right. He kind of follows his own uh, his own creed, as it as it were. He kind of writes, makes it up as he goes, kind of in a uh, Indiana Jones esque um, for the cop world, if you will. Sans Sans Fedora. Yes. I don't know if he has a whip or not. Eh, well, maybe maybe in later episodes. You never know. You never yeah. know. Those Brit, those Brits are, they're wily ones. Some kinky stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you watch Downton Abbey. Oh man, that shit's fucked up. Oh man, you That's get a scullery maid. Skink. Mm. Yeah, some skanky shit. Right skanky there. scullery maids. Uh, scullery maids up to skullduggery. Yeah, they are tonight on Downton Abbey. <laughs> tonight on a very special Downton Abbey. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you think you think you've seen Skullduggery before? Wait till you see the what was it? The scullery maids? I don't even yeah. know what scullery maids are. They're just maids. They're just maids, but they're called scullery maids. Yeah, as opposed to like a lady's maid. Oh, clearly, yeah. I I didn't I wasn't clear on the distinction there until you cleared that up. So I appreciate that. Yeah. Good good yeah. stuff. Here you go. Now now I know that there are at least two different kinds of maids. There yeah. Excellent. There good you stuff. Go. Uh, so Luther's a good show. It's a, again, it done in kind so of a good. series format, kind of like Sherlock, but there's a few more of them. Yeah. Uh, I think there's 15 episodes over the course of three seasons that are available on, uh, they're out there now. I don't know that. I think the first two series are on Netflix, right? I think that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I need to start it over. I want to watch it again. Clearly, I, I'll be going through, this will be my third time through. Wow. 
Wow. Yeah, Seriously, there's so there's nothing else on television you rewatch stuff. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. I don't, I don't have that kind of time, but I'm happy for you. Um what Okay, so Luther's good. Watch Luther. It's on Netflix and yep. uh you will not be disappointed. Um but watch Sherlock first, and then watch Luther if you haven't watched Sherlock. Yeah, I speaking of Sherlock and then Luther, I my wife is all caught up on Sherlock, so I think I'm gonna start her on Luther soon. Oh, I think she'll like it. Yeah, I think so too. They have a lot of good English uh like literature references. Thoreau and Chaucer and Chaucer maybe. Yeah, like at least the first couple episodes they like throw out some some English lit stuff. So I believe you, I just don't remember. Uh, well, maybe when you watch it again you'll know you'll then you'll know. Maybe I'll, when I watch it for the third time, I'll, I'll pick trust. It up. Yeah, one one day, one day it will uh, it will click for you, Maybe. and that'll be a good day. But not just, this day. <laughs> just remember your prime numbers. Yep. Uh, so what else? What was next? Uh, I wanted to talk about uh, a certain shot from episode four of True Detective. Ooh. Okay. So can we talk about just True Detective real quick? Yes. Let's do and then that. We can, and then we can talk about that shot. So. True Detective is an amazing show. I'm, like, obsessed with it. If you're not watching True Detective and you haven't watched it before, then I really don't know what else to say to you. Um, and I really have nothing else to comment if if people ha- are, that are listening to this podcast have not watched True Detective. There really is no excuse. And I'll, and I'll be the first to jump on the I wasn't sure. I mean, wasn't sure about the show when it came out. I know before, I mean, I was on the record pretty early with kind of being real excited about this show. We mm-hmm. talked about the trailer last year uh, in the wintertime or, you know, November, December risk. Um, so I was really, really intrigued by the idea, but wasn't really sure about it in the first couple episodes. They were so slow. Yeah, they really it just slow. took forever to develop. And I was like, OK, is this what I thought it was going to be? And then all of a sudden, oh, my God, <laughs> the show got amazingly good. The writing the writing, I think, was always there, and I think they were just kind of waiting, 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 and then um, they just blew it all up in this one episode, and then it was just been, it been unbelievable. Uh, amazing the, performances. Uh, is the episode a, you're talking about the one that ends with start asking the right fucking questions? Yes. Yes. Yeah. That uh, one turned, like, it, when he says that, like, the show just, it feels like it takes a turn. Yeah. Yep, and then the, and then the episode where he, they go to the to the hideout or whatever to get the Reggie Ledoux guy. Um, oh, that was yeah, yeah. yeah well, at least um, you, at least you commit to something. Good to see you to commit to something, Marty. Oh man, Woody has come a long way from that bar in Boston. Yeah, <laughs> wow. yes, he has. Yes, he um, has. But I just I'm all in. I'm all in as all as anyone can be in on this. Yeah. I I can't even wait. I mean, I literally streamed it. Right at nine o'clock. On uh, yeah, this night. past Sunday I did too. My wife went to bed at eight forty-five, and I'm like, "Crap, I got to sit here for fifteen minutes." I don't watch anything live. I li- literally watch nothing live. I would DVR everything or catch it on Hulu. The funny thing about or it watch is, it five years later on Netflix, <laughs> I could have watched it live because, like, it's HBO. You're not going to get any commercials. But I, I streamed it instead. Wow. Yeah. Because I didn't got feel it. like switching over from the Apple TV. Mm, there you go. So mm-hmm. it, I, yeah, I can't even wait. I can't even wait till nine oh two. I've gotta, I've gotta watch it, and uh, mm. it's, it's unbelievable show for those of, for the uninitiated, which I hopefully is few and far between. And I know we've talked about it on this podcast. You've got two actors, McConaughey 
and Harrelson in a eight episode arc uh, yes. of this of, of it's an anthology series. So next season will be completely different detectives, completely different story and um, different director and everything. So it's kind of an easy a way to get some of these blue collar or blue collar blue ribbon actors uh, to come and do a little little TV spot and uh, maybe, you know, build some of their esteem and attention towards some of the movies they're doing or be able, be able to get them some other opportunities um, in terms of, I know the director of true detective was, they were just saying how he it's opened up doors. I think he has studio deals with like four or five studios. So I can believe it. I mean, he's, he's done such back. a good job. Yeah. Oh, so and his next, his next film project, I tweeted this out as well. It's a, it's thing, right? Exactly. I'm in on that too. I don't know what Do it we is, have any in. details or just that he's working we don't. on it. It was an un, untitled film project. I mean, I can do some digging, but I don't think there's anything. It was just a, it was a surface, uh, a surface you know, you'd uh, think explanation. Two guys like us that read the trades that we would know, but. Well, even the insiders that I know, like the, the, the people that write the trades, sometimes <laughs> they, they give me some info, like mm-hmm. stuff that doesn't even make the trades. Mm-hmm. So, but, but, uh, I, I combed my sources clean, clean and, uh, we ain't found shit. <laughs> so well, there you go. Uh, but watch your detective, uh, and for nothing else, what, uh, my good buddy and podcast co-host will talk about right now. And that is the unbelievable six minute continuous camera scene. Okay. So the end of episode four, um, and I won't go into what the, the plot of it is in case, you haven't seen it yet, but they're, yeah. But so in, in, in short summation, they're going to break down this. They're going to get, they're at a crack house or some shit. And they're yeah. They're going to steal and, drugs and money from this. Right. Crack house. Right. So they, so they break down the door. Yeah. They break down the door. The, the scene starts, uh, a couple of seconds before they break down the door. And I didn't even realize until probably about three minutes in, I turned to Aaron, I turned to my wife and I said, I don't think there's been a cut in a while. And so we finished watching and I was like, yeah, there, there was no cuts there. I don't know how long that scene was, but there was no cuts. So it turns out this scene is a continuous take. It's six minutes long. I will put a, I'll put a link in the show notes to an article um, where they interviewed the director talking about it. But just to give you a summary, it's six minutes long, six continuous minutes of, of film uh, or video or however they shot it. Um, it, they took seven total takes over the course of this night to do it. So, I mean, that's, you think, oh, well, six minutes a pop seven times. That's like 45 minutes maybe. Yeah. But they got to reset everything. Like there's gunfire and there's cars and there's actors all over the, it takes place in this, like, I, I don't even know what you call it. Is it like, it's not like projects, but it's like almost like government housing yeah. where it's like uh, the same house over and over and over again. And they go in and out of multiple different houses and there's different actors in all these different houses. And then, um, and so they got to reset all that each time. And it's just, it's crazy. There's the, the, the beginning when they're in the first house, there's like six or seven different actors in there and there's gunfire and there's glass breaking and all this stuff going on. And for them to have to reset that each time, would just be crazy. But, um, so they did it in seven takes. They actually did build in different edit points where they could have cut if they needed to, like going through a door, or, you know, panning around a corner or something like that. But they ended up not using any of the edit points. And those shot you see in the show is a continuous six minute take. Um, the other thing that I thought was really interesting. Fucking sick. It was fucking it's, sick. It's, 
it's ridiculous. You're, I mean, you're being you're explaining it very well, but you're you're being very uh, what what's the word? Um, you, I mean, you're just you're being very uh just kind of just kind of you're explaining it like you should but i think you're you're a little leaving leaving a little of the emotion out of it which i know you're excited about so i'm just trying to I'm yeah trying to, it, i'm trying to make some of that come forth i know it's in you i know it's it's buried there somewhere it's it's hard for me to explain what it feels like to watch this because it's yeah. it's going on it's like real time there's no cuts it's all these actors and one steady cam operator going through this scene there's fights there's gunfire there's cars there's police cars there's you know bad guys running this way and that way and cops running after them it's amazing what all is going on um and as you're watching if you don't know what's coming like like i said we got halfway into it before we realized this hasn't they haven't cut this is one continuous take um but to me the most amazing thing is near the end they go over a fence and my wife and I, we rewatched it and we're like, how did they do the fence? Because it's a tall fence and Matthew McConaughey and the other actor climb over the fence, jump over to the other side. And then the shot follows them over the fence and keeps going. And we're like, how do they do that? Did they have one camera guy on each side of the fence? And they hand the camera over what they do. Turns out that they actually had like a crane, like over the fence onto the ground on the other side. And they had the city cam operator like walk onto it. And then the crane brought him up and over the fence. So they wow. had to reset that every time. It was just ridiculous what they had to go through to get this done. So but I mean, it's that, bring, amazing. that makes me think of something like I would, I would love to see some behind the scenes. I would love to see, I mean, I can't one, I can't wait for the series, the season finale so that I can go back and watch every episode again. Uh, my wife uh, has not watched it yet. And so I'm going to rewatch it all again with her. And two, mm-hmm. I cannot wait for it to come out on Blu-ray because I will be purchasing it immediately uh, and hopefully getting a lot of those extras. Uh, yes, That will be definitely. very, very interesting. So, um, so like I said, it's a six-minute take, and I wanted to just as comparison give you a, a, a look at some other long takes from, from films. So the one that immediately comes to mind for me is the one at the beginning of the player. Have you seen the player with uh, Tim Robbins? Uh, no, I have I can't not. Remember who all else is in it. It's a really good movie about this Hollywood executive. Um, but, uh, at the beginning of that, they have a seven minute and 47 second continuous take and it goes in and out of buildings and up, up cranes. And, uh, it's, it's really impressive. Um, and during the, during the scene, they mention two other movies, Touch of Evil and Alfred Hitchcock's Rope, with her, which are also famous for their long takes. Um, uh, but this one, it's longer. It's almost eight minutes and it took them 15 takes to get it. So, I mean, they were just working on this for hours and hours and wow. hours to get it right. Um, so then uh, looking at these other two movies, Touch of Evil is an Orson Welles movie. The longest take in that movie, um, to give you some perspective, and this is Orson Welles who... Citizen Kane, you know, a, a amazing filmmaker. His longest one was only three minutes and 20 seconds. So Jeez. half that of the, the true detective one. Then you got rope by uh, Hitchcock, which I haven't seen, so I can't comment too much on, but they had, there's long shots all throughout that one. And the shortest one, well, I mean, the shortest long take is four minutes and 37 seconds. The longest one is 10 minutes and six seconds. And the only reason he stopped after 10 minutes is because that's how long a, a film canister lasted. Huh. There you yeah. go. Crazy. Crazy. But back to the point, the true detective one is amazing. And I watched it several times 
and it doesn't get any less amazing when you know that it's one continuous take. Like it gets more amazing. And as a matter of fact, cause you're like, I can't believe they did this in one take. It's crazy. So, so watch your detective, watch it. It's amazing. My favorite shows. In, I mean, in terms of writing, acting, total package since breaking bad. Oh it, yeah, it, definitely. It, in my opinion, it blows everything else that I'm watching that I've seen on TV right now. I um, haven't seen anything as good as this since Breaking Bad. It's excellent. So and well done before well that. Done, I HBO. can't remember. Yeah, well, it's well done, so HBO. good. You know, I, I. It makes me sad a little bit, though. I'm not. I mean, I'm ready to. I like the format of the eight episodes. You only to, got two to, left. To, I didn't have to wait six seasons to tell this story. Yeah. Um, I got it quick and I like it and it was really good and it, it made for some really great performances, but it, it's kind of sad to see see them go. Yeah, it is. I mean, can you imagine if it were on like ABC? Like. These oh, eight God. episodes would last like six and a half oh, years. Yeah, no, I know. Or drag it out. Um, that's what's wrong with. That's awful. what's wrong with a lot of TV. The now. thing about our our generation can't handle that. We no. can't. We can't wait five seasons for this couple to get together. We can't. I can't, can't do that. I don't anymore. want to. Yeah, I don't want to. You don't need to. There's too many. Mm. Too many other options, and that's why you know you watch something and then uh, it, they start to get bad, and you you don't have that opportunity. I mean, I don't. I've got. I can't even tell you how many episodes of Walking Dead I have, probably at least two sitting on the DVR, and I have no interest in watching them right now. Maybe it's some, maybe someday, but it's just mm-hmm. not... When I, we set a high bar, like Breaking Bad, like True Detective, you go back to some of these other shows, and you're just like, eh, yeah, I've got a lot of Walking Dead. Yeah, I've got a bunch of almost human episodes that'll probably never get watched. I've got uh, a bunch of intelligence episodes that'll never get watched. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. What what's a what's a TV guy to do? I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I mean my my thing about it uh, is I I subscribed to HBO last year because I wanted to watch Game of Thrones and and you know movies and stuff. But I, if you're not an HBO subscriber, it's worth it to subscribe and watch True Detective and then cancel your HBO. No, keep it for Game of Thrones. I mean, yeah, keep it for Game of Thrones. But if you're not interested in that, and I mean. This show is worth HBO. I agreed. But again, so. yeah, I, that's like I do with Showtime. I uh, sign up in the fall so I can watch Homeland, and then mm-hmm. I sign off uh, in, in December, and I say peace out, and we're peace good to out. go. Yeah, so. Later, later, bitches. All right, so True Detective, more on that as we wrap up with, I think, what, two more episodes, maybe? I think we got two more, yeah. So there you go. Can't wait so. till Sunday night. Yes. Excited. It can't come soon enough. Next. Next. Silicon Valley. Silicon Valley. New trailer. Real quick. I, did, I watched the trailer. It looks pretty good. Speak, speaking of HBO, uh, comedy. Yeah. So, uh, about these nerds in Silicon Valley who are programmers, I guess. They have a company. They're trying to decide whether to keep their company or, you know, buy out. And so it's all about, you know, their their uh, issues uh, on the road to success in uh in silicon valley uh starring mm-hmm. one of my favorites the the lead singer of uh adult education the uh hollow notes cover band from the movie uh, she's out of your league <laughs> so there you go i love him he plays uh he plays stoner no plays some 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 weird guy like that anyway uh yeah so right. you, uh, are you in on it? You like you like the trailer? Yeah, it looks good. I'm definitely going to watch it. So. Okay, yeah, worth worth a look. Yeah, so check out the and it's Mike Judge. And, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, Mike Judge. 
So, you know, I'm a big Mike Church fan. I was a huge Beavis and Butthead fan. King of the Hill. You seem like a King of the Hill guy. I love King of the Hill. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, You had a lot of King of the Hill tchotchkes. That's what I remember about you. Yes. In your dorm room. Yes, lots. Next to your Sony speakers. Was that true? Uh, I don't know. Um, So we got one more thing to talk about, and I think we're going to break this up into two episodes. Okay. Right? Right? Yes. Oh, two things. Maybe. So we'll yeah. let's do one really quick. Uh, another new trailer that just came out, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes. So let's talk about that real quick, and then we'll talk about some late night, and then uh, and then we'll split it up. Yes. How's that? You are you are correct, sir. Yes. All right. So real quick, Guardians of the Galaxy. I mean, not to tell not to tell you what to do or anything. Oh, that's what I. That, I'm pissed. <laughs> what is it that you do here? What would you say you do here? I'm a people uh, person. Guardians dude. of the Galaxy trailer came out last week. We have uh-huh. not had a podcast. Um, nope. I, we've been kind of jonesing and just all in on True Detective lately. But uh, it would be remiss if we did not mention uh, our love and anticipation of this phenomenal James Gunn film that comes out August 1st. I'm super excited. I, I was super excited, as you know. We've spent a lot of time over the past year talking about this and me trying to educate both myself, as I, I knew a little bit about it, but not a ton, uh, as well as our, our public uh, and you about Guardians of the Galaxy and, and the upcoming film. But I think the trailer just uh, blew all my uh, hopes and dreams away. I mean, it was it, the tone was right. What I wanted to mm-hmm. get out of it, just this the a- absolute opposite of the Avengers and just not taking itself seriously. Uh, Chris Pratt in this almost kind of like Han Solo role. And just yes, very very Han Solo ish. Yeah. yeah, just a little bit hilarious. more comedy than that, but yeah. Yep, yep. Uh, very funny. I mean, a very funny film. It's got a friggin' raccoon. Uh, oh my god, it, the raccoon looks so awesome. Yeah. So I, I mean, and I, I'm happy that you've uh, jumped on board as well. And um, who else is it? You got Zoe Saldana in it. So Isaldana is Gamora. Um, yeah. You've got uh, Dave. I think his name is Dave. Dave Bautista is a f- uh, UFC fighter, plays uh, Drax the Destroyer. Right. He's a, he's a very dark and brooding character. Um, Much like and, myself. Uh, oh, speaking of well, Drax the Destroyer, you know who turned down the role of Drax the Destroyer? Uh, the Rock. No, the the Jason something. Jason Statham? Yes, Jason Statham turned down the role of Jack Sister. No, I don't know. Uh, Jason I forget Statham. his last. Jason Momo or Mamu or whatever from uh, the first season of Game of Thrones. He played the Moon and the Stars. Whatever. Oh, what was he name? was the Dothraki. Yeah, he was Dothraki. He turned he it down. Like, yeah, he said it. It was a lot like his other other films, and he didn't want to just be known as that. Like Guardians uh, of the Galaxy is like his other films. Well, the character is. The character he's playing is this guy in paint that just kind of doesn't say much and is really upset at the world, and he didn't want to do that. He did it apparently on Stargate. He started in the, the TV series Stargate for a while as that kind of same character, and he wanted to do something different. So Whatever. But I think Dave Bautista is going to be good for it. Uh, you have Finn Diesel voicing Groot, which is the, <laughs> the, the Ent, the tree. Uh, what is it? Uh what is, what is it they call them? He's been the- lately serving as uh, Rocket's uh, personal houseplant slash muscle. That's right. Personal houseplant. And, and, and I've read a little muscle. bit of the comics. I mean, apparently he, so he's like the last of his species and he's actually Rocket in the, in the early comics, Rocket is growing him in, he has like a plant. He actually has like a friggin' pot and everything and he, he's growing Groot. Nice. Um, so anyway, so, and then Rocket uh, Raccoon played, uh, voiced by Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper. 
You also had some nice little cameos uh, that we saw in the trailer. John C. Riley. Yes. Uh, and and what's his name? Lord whatever from Parks and Rec. The the British oh, guy. Oh, um, uh, crap. Uh, Peter Serafinowitz. Yeah. So they were yeah. uh, they're uh, part he was of the also Interst- in, Inter- uh, Interstellar Police Force. He was in uh, um, uh, Shaun of the Dead as well, and he's been in a bunch of other stuff. So he's pretty funny. He's like, yeah. what a bunch of a holes. <laughs> he's pretty good. He's got a great voice. He does have a great voice. So yeah, he was. Um, what did he? Why isn't he coming up in? Oh, there he goes. Lord Edgar Covington. There you go. In uh, Parks and Rec, he plays. There you go. When they went Andy's, to London, Andy's friend in London. Yeah, yeah Andy's uh, friend in London. That's right. So he is uh, a Nova Corps officer. So that's like their interstellar police force. Um, oh, he's also in Muppets Most Wanted. There you go. There you go. So, uh, okay. So Guardians of the Galaxy trailer, loved it. I, there's also, I think I tweeted out. I think it was Entertainment Weekly that had a really good primer on the trailer and a little bit went in depth for people that are uh, kind of newer to the Guardians of the Galaxy, which are, which are in effect probably most people yeah. that aren't really familiar with it. But I think people are going to grow to love it uh, and they're going to appreciate it, uh, I think, as a as a separate movie than, than Avengers and than anything Marvel's done. And kudos to Marvel for saying, I've got a shit ton of money and can do whatever the fuck I want. And they're doing it. Yeah, I mean... it. It just goes to show, you know, the difference between Marvel and DC. Like, yep. Ugh, Although so DC sad. is now they're they've speaking when we're talking about Netflix, they're now going to be filming all those series uh, for a bunch of TV shows. And we talked about that. Oh yeah, before, that's true. Daredevil, yeah. Luke Cage. Um, so there's no raccoons in those. Of, yeah, yeah. So, so Guardians of the Galaxy August first going to be Looks really awesome. really good. Oh. uh... What was he in? Uh, huh. Peter Serfin, Serfinowitz mm-hmm. was yep. in Star no, Wars. Not going to work here anymore anyway. <laughs> no, 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 no. Was he, he's an archer? Oh, look at that. Oh, I, I stopped watching it. Oh, you stopped watching Archer? Oh, I thought you liked it. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's okay. It's just. Yeah. He was in Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. He was. He was. Of all time. He was uh, Darth Maul. He was. He? Yeah. Huh. Interesting. I didn't know yeah. he was, uh, he was that, that athletic. Yeah, apparently he's like the real deal all around. Triple threat. Interesting. Triple threat. He can act, he can do kung fu, and he has Jedi oh, powers. There you go. I mean, things, things you didn't think you would know on this podcast, everything about Peter Serfinowitz. There you go. Mm. So, wow, he's born in, like, is everyone in London born in Liverpool? Like, is that just, is there one hospital in England? Is it in Liverpool? Seems like everyone's um, born in Liverpool. Liverpool isn't London. Oh, it's England, but I mean, yeah. like, you know what I mean? Like, across the yes, pond? Yes, they, they all, they're all born in, in Liverpool, and then they migrate to the rest of the country. It just seems like every person in Britain is born in Liverpool. Look I can this. think of four. Uh, David Morrissey, uh-huh. he was born in Liverpool. Uh, Kim Cattrall, uh, Jason Isaacs. Wait, Kim Cattrall? Was born in Liverpool. Kim Victoria I thought she was an. I thought she was an American. Nope, she was born in Mossley Hill, Liverpool, England. Uh, Be damned. Her, oh, after three months, her family immigrated to Canada. Oh, even worse, she's Canadian. There you go. She's Canadian by way of Liverpool. Uh, who else is Paul McCartney, obviously. Ringo Starr. Oh, that's a shocker. John Lennon, George Harrison. See what I'm saying? <laughs> Those four. Everybody. Guys. Everybody. Everybody. So, there you go. Those are some you know, everybody copies the Beatles. <laughs> Clive Barker. 
Parker? writer of Hellraiser. Uh, okay. No, doesn't do it for you. No, no, I haven't seen it. Oh, okay. Um, Julian Lennon, who did the soundtrack for Mr. Holland's Opus. Yeah, that's John Lennon's son. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, beautiful boy. Uh, that kind of makes sense now. Yeah. Um, cool. So those are some of the important people born in Liverpool. What website are you on that's telling you this? Uh, I'm on IMDb, and then I clicked on, on Peter Serafinowicz's site, or on his page where it said born in Liverpool. I clicked on Liverpool, England, and oh, then okay. it took me to a sub-site that said most popular people born in Liverpool. Oh, I'm going to have to check this out. So there you go. Lots and lots of people doing lots of things. Being born and shit. Being born uh, and shit. So, oh, last thing, and then we will wrap this episode up. Can we talk for like three minutes on late night? Yes, I think we should. So, Jimmy Fallon, the new host of The Tonight Show, yes. premiered last week. Yes, it did. And late night with Seth Meyers, starring Seth, Seth Meyers, Meyers. Of all people. Premiered, I don't know, you never, you had, never saw it coming. Never saw mm-mm, it coming. Uh, premiered Monday, this past Monday. Yes. Uh, what are your thoughts? I've watched uh, all of last week's Tonight Show, and it was pretty good. The jokes were kind of crap. Um, but it was okay. He's doing a good job. And then I watched the first episode of Late Night, and it was okay. I don't know, it's just, I've never really, really been that big on Late Night Shows. Right. But I mean they're doing an okay job, I guess. The the jokes are pretty terrible. Yeah, I end up fast forwarding through a lot of those and just yeah. listen to the interviews or the games and stuff and that's where I love Fallon. I think Fallon is just has is like just hitting the perfect storm with he's he just gets this generation and, and the celebrities yeah, he really lo- does. celebrities love him. They play the they play games with him. They he just did a lip sync lip sync battle with Paul Rudd last night. Uh, which was phenomenal. They did. The, he did another history of rap with Justin Timberlake last week. Um, his band, The Roots, is just phenomenal. That is an amazing band. Uh, I, I love. I love Fallon. I've never watched really watched Late Night at all. Like I'll watch some Jimmy Kimmel clips here or there, but I'm all in on Fallon. And I've actually watched most of all the episodes. I think there's only one episode in the last week and a half that I haven't watched. Uh, retrospectively, so it's uh, it's definitely a a fun show. I recommend it, and uh, it, it's crazy what what he can get celebrities to do. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, that's true. Now, now let me can I pontificate on late night with Seth real quick? Of course you can. So here's it's your pro- show. Here's my problem. It's half my show. Oh. If we ever get divorced, well, it's gonna it's gonna be it's gonna be rough. Do you get the first half or the second? <laughs> I get I get uh, every other weekend and and uh, the se- second Thursday. You get news and follow up, and I get agenda. <laughs> nice, I win. It's <laughs> like seventy percent. I know. I have a really good lawyer. He got me the news and follow up. Yeah, but I get alimony. <laughs> really? No. Yeah, you you are accustomed to a certain <laughs> style of podcast. <laughs> you need to keep me in the podcast. I'm so, accustomed to. So, so if you if you start another podcast, even if you start it, then I still have to keep paying you because you're accustomed to a certain style. You have of to podcast. keep paying me the same amount of money that you're paying me right now. Wow, I don't know. If I think you can handle that. I don't know if I can. I have to start saving. Uh, <laughs> okay, so late night with Seth Myers. Yes, the opener was very awkward. It was. The, he the he did not one. seem comfortable. And I'll preface this by saying that I I remember I watched the first episode of Late Night with Jimmy Fallon because I was really excited about Fallon hosting Late Night. 
And that too was equally awkward was the, mm-hmm. the whole show. So I'm, you know, I'm willing to give him a pass there and I know it's early. And so you got to give Seth some time. He's never done this before. Uh, it was like, you know, uh, you watch 30 rock, right? Oh, yeah. where it was like where Jack Donaghy's like what do I do with my arms what do, what, do I, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what do I do with my arms I mean totally he, his left arm was just kind of like hanging there and then yeah was, he did do uh, something weird with his arms yeah it was it was odd it was odd um the other issue I have with him was it's just his voice and I can take it in weekend update but it's very nasally it's very he shouts too much yeah and just for, for long me. periods of time it's it's just hard to take for me Um, I will. And then, so one more negative and then I'll say a couple of positives and then some more negatives. So, (laughs) so he kept looking at the camera like all the time. He would never, it wasn't like he was, he had an audience or anything. I don't even know why, why have a studio audience if you're not going to ever address them. I just feel like Jimmy makes it seem like more of a intimate setting where you've got a group of people there and they're experiencing this with you, which Mm -hmm which in turn makes you feel like you're part of that, I guess. So it's not that Jimmy doesn't really look, doesn't exclusively look at the crowd or exclusively look at the camera, but I feel like he blends it a little bit better. And again, maybe that's his experience of six years of late night, but I feel like I'm a part of that show. Whereas with, with Seth Meyers, I feel like he's doing weekend update. Like, I feel like he's he's doing an hour of weekend update. Yeah. He's doing an hour of weekend update. So that, that that bothers me. Um, It was kind of telling that his first guest was Amy Poehler. Yeah, love her though. She was. Well, I love her, but like, you, you kind of want more of a break from Weekend Update. Yeah, I exactly. Think. That's there was like a crutch. Let me bring on yeah. Amy Poehler. Um, at least you know, at least Fallon brought on Robert De Niro as his first guest, and it was horrible. It was awful and awkward, but you know, he took a step, took a leap. You know, the leap from the lion's head. So, <laughs> the penitent um, man shall pass. <laughs> so, it, I also felt like it was late night with the hipsters. Did you did you feel this? Maybe maybe you didn't feel this because you were it's kind well, of your people. Your people, but it is my people. I'm growing a beard and I wear a fedora and I drive a fixie to daycare. Um, <laughs> You're growing a beard. I love it. <laughs> and only because I'm too lazy to shave. Awesome. Um, please please don't shave before this weekend. We'll we will. Uh, are you beard, serious? We'll be beard oh. brothers. We'll be oh, beard it's, brothers. It's disgusting. Um, uh, so okay. Um, it'll be the, it'll be as one, as a friend of the show, Katie from Chesapeake, uh, coined earlier this week, it, we could be the fellowship of the beard. Fellowship of the beard. <laughs> yeah. Ha- hashtag the fellowship of the beard. We'll get it trending. Well, um, we, we, nobody worked on Putin selfies, Putin selfies. <laughs> well, not p- when you p- mess up. Yeah. Well, when you can't even, when you can't even get out the hashtag, how are people supposed to know what I'm used hashtag? to typing it, not saying it. <laughs> Putin, um, Putin selfies, Putin selfies, Putin, Putin. Uh, so. Um, so what was hipsters. the thing? Hip, hipsters. hipsters. Okay, so I think the decision to have Fred Armisen as the band leader mm-hmm. was interesting, but misguided. I enjoyed their inter, like their little monologue in the beginning was kind of funny about his the recent history. Did you catch that? Uh, he was talking about me. he was very at the very beginning when Seth sat down and he was talking to Fred and. Fred was talking about how he had this new show on the History Channel called Recent History. Oh, yeah. The, it comes so that, on an hour after it happened. Fred, yeah. Fred, I like He's got really funny mannerisms, um, and he it's just really funny to see that. So I like that part of him. So I actually really like the band. I, I like think, Fred, Ar- Fred Armisen, and I love, the, I love the drummer. I love... The drummer's hot. Yeah, she is hot. Um, I think the thing that puts me off about Fred Armisen is the, num- the sheer number of times I've tried to start Portlandia. Mm-hmm. And it's one of the worst shows I've ever seen. Okay, 
And so I think he kind of season premiering uh, this week or next week. It's, by the way, it's horrifyingly bad. It's not funny. Okay. Um, Haven't and, watched it. Can't can uh, can't comment. Take your word you, for well, it. You're welcome. Now you don't have to. <laughs> um, and so I think that kind of puts a bad taste in my mouth. I mean, they like they have a good rapport together, but okay. I'm just like, what? You could have gotten like a. I'm not. I, I hate to disparage him because I'm sure he can play. I mean, he was playing the guitar and he was playing the toms and stuff. I mean, I'm sure he can play, but like that's not who you think of when you think a band leader, right? You know what I mean? No, I get you. Uh, so I didn't enjoy the band though. I thought they were okay. They, yeah, they the were last, all right. The last just... thing that I'll say about about uh, late night with Seth, um, the furniture, the furniture. Oh my god! It looks like they got it from like a Target. It, and it threw it together in like 10 minutes. So, it felt so weird to see Amy Poehler sit in this tiny chair and there's like nothing else there. And then when they brought the other, I forget who the other guest was. It was guest Joe was. Biden. Joe Biden, right. And then how yeah. could I forget? Um, and then like they put another little tiny chair next to it for Amy Poehler. And I just, uh, it was just weird. And I don't know what they so were thinking. It was so bad. It was from like the, the Target office collection. It was not, doesn't look comfortable. doesn't look inviting. At least, and, I mean, you look at the Tonight Show. Those couches look awesome. Those couches look super comfortable. Oh yeah, I'd put those jokers in my house. Yeah, they're like here, hang out for a while, which is what you want to say on 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 a show like that. You want these celebrities to hang out and inter intermix with each other. Oh, look at this. We've got Joe Biden and Amy Poehler. What are they gonna do? But you know, they're <laughs> in the Target furniture and they're not gonna do shit because it's so uncomfortable they can barely move. They're not gonna do shit. They ain't gonna do shit. I did uh, notice that that. Uh, that uh, Joe uh, got out of as soon as his segment was over, he was gone. And they did a weird segment called Venn Diagrams. Did you see that? That was so weird. It ah, was like, uh, he it was kept like going, he just kept going on and on and on. Yeah. I, I thought it was over a couple of times and he was like, and here's another one. <laughs> oh man. It, I'm like, so, dude, what so writer thought that was a, a good idea? I'm willing to give him a pass for a little while, but I mean, I'm not going to watch it. So just mostly like I, what I did with Jimmy is I didn't really watch a lot of it. I watched him here and there. Um, but I'm, I'm probably not going to watch Seth Meyers, just, just throwing that out there. And I will watch, uh, at least, you know, more, probably twice as much as I used to, uh, the tonight show. I think it's funny. Uh, you know, it's a good thing. I, I like watching it at the end of the day. Um, the next day, yeah, just kind of throw it on and, and throw it in for half an hour. Usually fast forward through a lot of the jokes and just watch the interviews and the games are pretty fun. Um, and see where it goes. Yeah. My only real complaint about the tonight show is his monologue jokes are terrible. Yeah. I don't know who's writing those jokes, but like, come on. (laughs) There's like 5,000 comedians working in that building. Come on. I don't know. But I will say that while his monologue jokes are bad, like his games are good. The games are good. The writing on that. His interaction with the guests is really great. Unbelievable. They love him. Celebrities love the guy. You need to watch. It's because he's so, it's like a normal guy. He is a normal guy. He's really genuine. And uh, he just, you know, he's just, yeah, you can't. How do you not like the guy? Seriously. He started in Fever Pitch. I mean, just classic. American classic. classic. Uh, Did you watch the one with Paul Rudd? You need to watch that one. I have not seen it yet. It's in my Hulu queue. For for nothing else, the the lip sync battle with Paul Rudd and the Shaq, uh, Shaquille O'Neal interview. Those are the two things. Shaquille O'Neal is on? Oh, yeah. So you need to watch it. So please watch it tonight and let me know what you think. All right. I'll do do my best. Okay. Um, It's getting late. uh, It is getting late. Maybe tomorrow. So anyway, uh, I like Jimmy Fallon. I recommend it. Not my pick, pick, but watch it anyway. Yeah. I I like him. He's good. Okay. Mm, All right. Yeah, it's okay. 
Are you going to continue? Are you going to watch Seth Meyers at all? Um, I don't know. I might watch one more. You were telling me that you might like it better than Fallon. Well, I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm conflicted about something that I shouldn't be conflicted about. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I like Seth Meyers and I think he's funny, but Uh this show is, it's, it hasn't taken off yet. I liked his, I will, you know, I've, I've been saying a lot of negative things, so I guess I feel like I need to say something positive about him, uh, just for my, my podcast karma. Uh, I did enjoy his story about Valentine's Day. I thought he told that very well. <laughs> the tire and the yeah, dog. <laughs> and, he's, and he's, and he's, uh, his wife goes in to call AAA and the guy's like, oh, I can change a tire. And he comes back out and he's like, the last thing he expected to see was her husband sitting, sitting in, in the, the car, car and playing like Scrabble. The yeah, that was the worst. He's like playing Scrabble on his phone because anytime there's a crisis, you know, let's, I guess play a word. Uh, <laughs> so I thought that was very funny. I, I, that was I, a great story. I, I appreciated that. So, and he told that very well. So I will, I will give him some, some kudos. Uh, it's not all bad. So there's promise. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll give him a chance. And then if it's, if it's not doing it for me, then I'll wait six months and try it again. There you go. So, uh, much like people do with this podcast. So there you go. Jerks. Uh, so we're going to stop here. We're yeah. going to refuel um, and we're going to come back for uh, a little movie review and our Oscar picks, the long awaited, anticipated Oscar picks. Yep. I'm going to pee and get a beer and then we'll be back. Excellent. We'll be back soon. 